Okay. What is up, people? Jean Carlos here with the Total Body Training Podcast, and today we have a special guest. I'm going to let you go ahead and introduce yourself. Hey, everybody. My name is Joseph Pena. Um, I'm pretty big into powerlifting here, and he asked me to come in and talk a little bit about what I do and how we, how we do it. Yeah, yeah. So today we're going to be talking with Joseph Pena, and the first time that I heard about Joseph was when he squatted 1,025 uh, right? 1,025 yes, pounds. 1,025 pounds. Um, I saw this kid <laughs> blow up. You were still in high school at the time, right? Oh, yeah. I was a senior. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he was a senior in high school. And I saw this all over the internet. I was like, who the hell is this kid <laughs> who's lifting all this weight? <laughs> so we're going to get to that in just a few. We're going to ask him a few questions. If you're on the live stream, feel free to leave questions at the bottom. If you're over here on Instagram, uh, feel free to leave those. We'll try our best to answer them at the end of the podcast. Um, today's episode... The Total Body Training Podcast is brought to you by Theory Coffee. They are not an official uh, endorser of my podcast here. I just really like them. I drink their coffee every day. That's what I'm drinking right here. The guys there are awesome. They're just down the street from us on Nacogdoches. They have a food truck. Best coffee in town. Yeah. So I might have to try that now. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. Really good. yeah, it is. <laughs> All right, man. So, Joseph, tell us a little bit about who you are Um just tell us a little bit about your current records right now in powerlifting. All right, current records as of right now in powerlifting, um, statewide, uh, I competed in THSPA, which is kind of like the big overall um, competitive um, area in Texas, high school powerlifting. Uh, most of the time it's equipped. They are thinking about coming out with a raw division, but my records in that, I have um, the division two record in the squat, which was 1025, as we've said. Mm -hmm. And then I also have the total, which is 2145. Um, that's squat mentioned deadlift put together. Um, but yeah, those are my records that's as nice. in statewide. Um, nationwide, I have the biggest squat right now. Um, that's raw, that's 860. So the difference between raw and equipped, uh, we'll get into a little bit later, but mm -hmm. that's um, it's a little bit less, it's 860. Um, and then worldwide, that's... Um, it's also 854, which is a little bit less than the 860, but I didn't do the 860 um, at a world competition, so it didn't really count. Okay. Yet. <laughs> Where did you do the 860? Whoa. Um, I did it at the, uh, the Nebraska State Championships. I'm pretty sure it counted for an American record, but I'm, I'm, I forgot what kind of judges were there. Hopefully they had the right judges, but if not, it's just a state record right now. So um, if not, I'll set it next year at Nationals, which will probably be eight something mm -hmm, mm -hmm. pretty high uh-huh and so uh you know so people can kind of know at home powerlifting has several different federations that people compete in where you, and you compete within the usapl yes, right that's yes. what you're competing yeah like exclusively is that what you do or do you ever do things with like the uspa anybody else um i have done a couple usp uspa meets but that was like when i was younger you know um sophomore junior year of high school um but now that i'm in college and i'm a collegiate powerlifter uh, we stick mostly to that USAPL IPF yeah. bracket. Yeah. Okay. Awesome, man. And then you said your national records are, can you tell us your weight again on uh, those? My national records, uh, I'm competing mostly raw right now. So yeah. my national records are um, 854, mm -hmm. and then my total is 880, which I'm pretty sure is a national record for the super heavyweight juniors and sub juniors. So in the super heavyweight uh, sub juniors right now, that's the category that you've got the, the records in. Mm -hmm. Okay. Awesome, man. So. My question for you, and I think that's a question that a lot of people are wondering, is what leads to a teenager squatting 1,025 pounds? Where did you, where and when did you start 
strength training. And when did you start powerlifting? Um, let's start with strength training, and then we'll okay. kind of just dis discuss. Actually, can we start there? Can you tell our audience what the difference between strength training and powerlifting is? Okay, yeah, the difference between strength training and powerlifting is that strength training, we're not really focused on the actual lifts, mm -hmm. so um, the technique might be a little bit different because powerlifters, um, the bench setup is a little bit different between strength training. I mean, because initially I was a football player, so I wasn't trying to have a powerlifting bench, you know, mm -hmm. huge arch, um, feet way back, grip way wide. I was doing more of a power style bench, you know, closer grip, flat back, uh, really just trying to get the movement going, really get all the upper chest going, um, but that's that's pretty much the main difference I see between um, strength training and powerlifting. Um, I started strength training when I was very little. I was eight years old um, in a little gym, Holmes, in Holmes High School in mm -hmm. here in San Antonio, Texas. Uh, we, had a, we had a lot of fun, my dad and um, his friend, Coach Barry. I don't know if they'll see this, but. No, you can go ahead and say who Coach Barry out. is. <laughs> yeah, shout out to Coach Barry. Shout out to Coach <laughs> Barry and my father, John Pena. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, they were big influences in uh, getting my powerlifting career started. Um, they were training hard over the summers back when I was eight to ten years old. I mean, they really just, I saw them working so hard and then they finally asked me like, hey, like, you want to try this? And I was all like, yeah, sure. So, humble beginnings, man. I started out with a 15-pound aluminum bar just like everybody else. Mm -hmm. And uh, gradually, they put me on a good program. and. Linear progression all the way to where I am now, man. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Did you said you did linear progression? Was there a specific program that they were using to get you? Yeah, there? Um, the the specific program that it was, it was the starting strength program. Yeah, which is um, it's probably the number one selling strength book mm -hmm. on Amazon right mm -hmm, now. Mm -hmm. It's um, it's very widely used, especially it's great for people that um, haven't started training yet. Um, I'd recommend it to any novices that just started strength training. Um, it's really great. It's um, it's a really great protocol just to get all your strength up and get create a good foundation, at least in technique, so that you can stay safer when you're lifting. Do you still use the methods that you were taught in starting strength for your powerlifting and for your strength training uh, practice right now? For the strength training, yes. I still use the same techniques. Yes. And I still use the same movements. Yeah. I, um, I stick to the main three and um, the accessories that they really um, hone down on you like um, overhead press, rows, RDLs, those main components that'll help you without your with um, with your lifts. I really stick to those mostly. Um, my actual training program has changed a little bit. I do kind of like a modified Texas method right now, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. it, I still stick to the main areas. Like my, I do my fives a lot, mm -hmm. um, which I find very useful for me. Um, fives is what I feel is the best way to um, work. Um, your strength up. Mm -hmm. So you're talking about like five by fives? Yeah, uh, yeah. three by fives, five by fives. Um, now that I'm in, now that I'm more of a power lifter now, I incorporate singles and then yeah. drop down to like five by fives and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But I still incorporate my fives regularly. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so you, there's a difference between the Texas method and the starting strength method? Yes. Um, the starting strength method is very, uh, I, would, I, would, I, would, I want to say plain Jane, but it's pretty simple. Um, three by fives, squat, bench, deadlift. Uh, deadlift is a little bit different. They used to do a one by five, but um, my father always felt that we needed a little bit more volume, so we usually do yeah. a couple more sets, a couple more sets of deadlift. Yeah, five for yeah. fives, of course. Yeah. Um, and then the Texas method involves like a lot more varying intensities, um, like a light day, a heavy day, and like a work day. So. Um, we switched up a little bit on how it's actually structured. So for my actual training, I'll have a light day, which is my, um, <clears throat> I do like a, a big single, 
which I just incorporate just because I like the fact that it gets me used to heavier weights on my back, uh, gets me used to doing the movement, and then mm -hmm. I drop down to the to those lighter weights, and I do usually like a four by four or five by five, um, just to make sure I'm getting the work in, uh, make sure I get myself yeah. a little volume in. Uh, the work days I usually I still keep I still do my three by fives. It's just the intensity days now. So my three by fives. I mean, just yesterday I did a seven eighty two three by five. <laughs> so I'm, still, I'm still I'm still working really hard on my three by fives. Coach Rip, I'm still doing my three by fives. Love you. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, shout yeah. out to Mark Ripito. Shout out, yeah, shout out, shout out to Mark Ripito. <laughs> yeah, if you don't know who that is, uh, or you don't know specifically what we're talking about, we're talking about the starting strength method, which was written by, which was created by M Mark Ripito, right? Yes. Yeah. And so, if you want, you if you're watching the YouTube version of this video, you can hop on YouTube, and you can I'll post a link oh, so that you can. Videos everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The guy <laughs> is super knowledgeable, and you know, I mean, like. Can I can I step in for a second? Yeah, go um, for it, man. You know, just as Joseph was saying, like a lot of the stuff that you learn when you're doing that program, from what I'm learning, because I'm new to learning about it, um, is that uh, simplicity is better. Like that, that going with something that, that 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 targets you and that makes you stronger in a shorter, easier way is better in their method. Now there are different people who have uh, different methodologies or different programs for getting strong. Now a lot of my you know people I, I have got have to kind of explain this because I have an audience that's really diverse. So, you know, I have people who, you know, aren't necessarily powerlifters, but do strength training. Right. Mm -hmm. So I just want to kind of clarify, uh, you know, the difference, and I'm not going to go through like every single method because we have to explain the Bulgarian method, the juggernaut method. But my point is that there's more than one way to skin a cat. And there are a lot of different people who train under like a certain methodology um, for getting stronger for the sake of either athletic development, which is where the uh, strong start program goes in where that's Mark Ripito's uh, method or you know something like getting ready for powerlifting so you would look at like the juggernaut method or um, let me see the Bulgarian method now all of those things are you know either people who are advocates and really strongly for one of those things and there's a lot of debate uh, in the community as to which one of those is better here we're just kind of talking about his and I just wanted to kind of clarify mm -hmm. that there's a lot of different styles that, that's yeah, it there is. but you were saying a little bit about how like that's what you're using right now and you're kind of mixing it in and why are you kind of um well, well let's go back so mm -hmm. so you you started off when you were in elementary so you were eight yeah. um yeah you were about eight which is this is pretty young but that's like really badass i mean a lot of kids at eight i know myself what was i doing at eight <laughs> i was not doing what <laughs> joseph here is doing and that's why i don't squat 1025 pounds <laughs> like i was just probably just hanging out and playing sega or some shit like that you know <laughs> like uh this this guy's had a uh an interesting it's a great system by the way it's a great sega. system oh sega. Sega? sega what what's you play sega uh i'm sticking more to nintendo 64 oh, okay nintendo 64 okay what was your game on N64. GoldenEye, come on, dude. Oh, yeah. On. Yeah, you had to, man. You get the, the golden gun. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Anyway, it's a good time. No, 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 no. I want to know about the shit you like, man. <laughs> That's cool. They want to know. Um, so uh, the, the N64, it's been out for a long time. If you want to hop on, like, um, Craigslist, you can probably find it. Look in the description, man. Yeah, look in the description. <laughs> the N64 just came out. It's cutting-edge graphics. <laughs> we'll post a link in there to some Craigslist. Oh, yeah, for uh, sure. <laughs> yeah, there's some used versions of it. <laughs> All right, so uh, when you weren't playing N64 and you were you were training, uh, what was kind of like going on with you? Did you did you like strength training right from the beginning? Um, um 
it was it was like I was I was really on the fence when I when I first started. You know, I was all like, you know, like yeah, this is this is cool, but like I could be doing like video games. I can be out playing yeah, yeah. other stuff. But um, like once like I started getting around like ten to twelve those years, that's when I really was like, man, I'm actually pretty decent at this. Like I could I could actually be kind of strong for once. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, that's when I finally started getting. I mean, when I was 12, I squatted 400. So um, I was like, wow, I'm actually pretty decent at it. And then that was the first time that anybody had ever come up to me and was like, are you sure you're a natural? And like, I was like, I was 12. Like, why would I be on anything? Like, yeah. what is going on? But um, yeah, that was, that was my first real experience of like, wow, like, I'm actually pretty decent at this. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so people were asking you from that because that's a huge total. Yeah. I mean, I would say that most people at like a conventional gym, you know what I mean, like a Gold's gym that are you know older and have been squatting for a while are not squatting 400 pounds. <laughs> that's 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 outside of the average. Um, so people were asking you at a young age if you were using steroids yes. or drug enhancers. I mean, like I was 12. Like yeah. really, like my parents were gonna stick a 12 year old with. Yeah. Like that's just. I mean. That's beyond me that some people would think that would happen. Yeah. Um, you know, I'll, I'll comment that Joseph, uh, he competes in the USAPL, which is a drug-tested federation. Regularly. I get out of me tested and everything now. It's It happens all the time, a lot more than you think. Really? Mm -hmm. Really? Um, when was the last time you got tested? Uh, less than a month ago. Jeez. Yeah. And yeah. They, they just show up whenever, right? Isn't that the situation? Um, pretty much. So now that, now that I'm on the world team, um, going to Canada this year, God. another shout-out, IPF yeah. Worlds this summer. Um, but... Um, yeah, so I'll be going there this summer, and uh, they have out of me testing all the time, water tests. They showed up and took my piss and was like, we'll be watching you. And so. Yeah, they just they literally just show up. Yeah, like, from what I understand, you give them, like, a time period, Yeah, you give right? them a time period, and then they're just like, all right, we're going to come there. And they kind of just show up and test you. Yeah, and, uh, you know, folks, like, the truth is is that if you're doing steroids or if you're using any kind of enhanced performance enhancers, you're you're going to get caught. Eventually, and, you're going to get caught. Yeah. No matter how good you are, you'll, you'll get caught yeah. eventually. Yeah. Do you know what the penalty is if you um, get caught? If you get popped with steroids, usually it's a four-year ban. And most of the time, if you get popped with a four-year ban, most people don't come back after that. Oh, yeah, because they're gone so long. Yeah, they're like, it's four years. Like, they have all that time to think about it, and they're like, well, why come back if it's already been four years? No, yeah. I, you know, you know. just a side note, you know, I'm not uh, advocating for steroids, like, but if you want, <laughs> I guess if you want to use <laughs> if steroids. If you want to. <laughs> yeah, if you want to, you know, there are federations that don't, that, that allow you to use <laughs> steroids. USPA like, is the big one in, yeah. in the United States. Yeah, yeah, they, they they allow it. Um, so I wouldn't say allow. They have a non-tested federation. There we go. Yeah, <laughs> wink, wink. Yeah, uh, you know, wink, wink. Uh, come over here, kind of thing. And I know the USPA does both. So I mean, I recently went to a USPA uh, certification meeting, and mm -hmm. they were just talking about how some of their competitions are now going to be drug tested, and yeah. some aren't. You know, I mean, I think that's the best route to go. Uh, so don't an option. Yeah, you don't try to cheat the system. It's just lame. You know, you can just compete in that one. Um, yeah. Okay. So you were saying, so you figured out, you squatted uh, 400 pounds when you were uh, 12. 12 years old <laughs> at what body weight? Jeez, uh, I, I was a big kid. So I was probably, I mean, I'm sure my dad will correct me, but um, I'm probably, I was probably around like 260. Oh, man. 12. Like yeah. I was a big kid yeah. back then. Yeah. Man. I mean, not that I'm any smaller now, but. Uh, <laughs> were you the same height that you are right now? Or um, I was. I was around there, like I was probably closer to like five, seven, five, eight. But yeah. I, I haven't grown much since <laughs> since yeah. I was little. Yeah, yeah, I understand. Cause like I was reading interviews and it said that you were tall, like <laughs> almost right from the get go. 
yeah, yeah. That's cool, I man. I hit my growth spurt pretty early. Yeah. I was the only I was the only tall Mexican <laughs> in my middle school. <laughs> yeah, it's not as common in uh, the Latino <laughs> the Hispanic population. Yeah. Yeah, to be to be uh, as tall as they are. I mean, your whole family, uh, your your dad is tall. Yeah, he's pretty tall. Yeah. yeah. And I'd say even your mom is taller. For for, for I mean, for Hispanic woman, she's pretty tall. She's like five four, five five. Yeah. She's yeah. she's pretty up there for Hispanic women. Yeah, 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 for sure. For <laughs> sure. So um, you know, like that being said, so you did that and did you do that in competition or was this like that no, you it did was, this? It was a it was a competition. Um that was that was probably my first like big competition. It was um in AAU nationals. Yeah. So I I don't know, I'd have to go look it up if the record is still yeah. there. But um yeah, I did that at an AAU when I was 12. Man, and what what is AU so our, our audience? Um, at it's home an, can it's know. another federation that um, they do everything though. AAU does everything. They have track and field. They have yeah. um, wrestling. They have uh, taijutsu and everything. Track. I mean, they're 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 really big into all sports. Yeah, and mostly youth kids because I mean it's AAUs. I don't I don't know if that, I don't know if that means anything. AAU, no, but, no, it's fine. Um, but yeah, their AAU is a really big um, organization that does pretty much all the sports, and um, just just so happened that um, an AAU competition came around when I was about 12, and when I was like, hey, you should go try this, and we took a trip up to, I think it was Austin, mm-hmm. and we stayed the night there, and squatted 402 the next day. Was this your first competition? Or no, my no? first competition, my first competition, I think... I think it was around when I was like nine or ten, because like I started training and my parents were like, and my, yeah. like I said, my my father and Coach Barry were always, um, they were training consistently over the summers and throughout the years. Yeah. So they were doing competitions all the time, and we'd go watch them and um, cheer them on and stuff. Um, so um, finally, they were, um, they went, they went, they were like, oh, we signed up for a meet, and you want to do it too? And I was like, yeah, sure. Like, I mean, I've been training with you all over the summers and stuff. Like, I'm I'm ready. Like, or I'm not ready, but like. <laughs> Do you remember if you were nervous the first time that you did that, or was it just kind of like you had been around it? My dad so? would testify to this that I was I was not nervous at all. I was more excited to eat the sandwich that he bought for me during the meet. <laughs> <laughs> so you were you were just there for the food. <laughs> Pretty much. I mean, like I was I was a kid, man. I was like I'm doing whatever you tell me to do. I mean, I was at a young kid like. They would have classified me as ADHD. I was everywhere. I was oh, yeah. doing all the sports, everything. Um, but I've calmed down since then a little bit. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, I understand, man. I, I think I would have been called that when I was a kid. You know, I mean, but I turned out okay. <laughs> you, yeah, know? you turned out okay. I mean, yeah. Sure, your parents smack you on the behind a little bit just to calm you down. But like, I mean, we're fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's uh. It's an interesting topic, like whether or not like people who are creative or people who want to try things or be mm-hmm. athletic are ADD. I mean, I you know it's debatable. Yeah, it's you know it's up in the air. Now. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's for a different podcast. We're not doctors. We're not. <laughs> I don't want to get into. Yeah, this. yeah, yeah. We're not <laughs> diagnosing your kids with ADD here. Um, yeah. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> Maybe on the next podcast Maybe. in a year. Yeah, yeah. We'll both have PhDs. We'll, we'll help you out. We'll bring your kids in. I'm working on it. Yeah, he's working on it. Like I'm gonna yeah I'm gonna be a back alley doctor. I'm just gonna do a PhD on the D. <laughs> 
Get it from like um like an internet college or something. Kaplan, I mean, I heard they're giving out doctorates now. We'll we'll, right. we'll find a way. So shout out to Kaplan, <laughs> <laughs> doctor degree, and um <laughs> being a doctor. I don't know what you call that. Doctor, it's something. <laughs> a doctor of doctoring. Um, all right, man. So like you compete at fourteen, and that's kind of like around the time that you. I, I well, I read that you did six hundred around the age of fourteen. Is yeah, that correct? Yeah, that's that's really when I started like hitting my big jumps throughout yeah. the years and. Uh, 14, I really had that big, that's big 600. I mean, that was a pretty, I mean, I mean, right before I squatted, I went to the restroom and they're like, Hey, kid, what are you, what are you doing here? And I was like, Oh, I'm competing. They're like, Oh, what are you going to squat? I was like 600. And they were just like, what? And I was like, okay. yeah, I mean, I'm, tr I'm trying to be strong for once. So, yeah. Well, so, so, so like in powerlifting, cause I've, you know, I've never actually competed. Um, when you're powerlifting, do people openly tell each other what they're going to be squatting? Is that common or is that more so like, it's a, it depends who you are, honestly. Yeah. Cause like there's some people that are like, oh man, everyone's out to get me. So I gotta be like, I gotta be like quiet about my attempts and stuff. Yeah. Um, they're a little bit more tactical. I mean, me as a person, I've, I don't really care whether or not somebody like knows what I'm what I'm trying to do or what I'm doing. I mean, people ask me all the time, like, "Oh yeah, you, uh, your next meet's here, and like, um, what are you gonna try to squat there?" And I'll, and, I'll, and um, most of the time, I'll tell them um, if it's if it's something that I think is crazy for me, like I'll be like, "Oh, just wait for it." <laughs> yeah, yeah, I understand. So, so I mean, then you know that being said, like, what drives you in competition? Because I know you know i know that you're a football player and we'll kind of get to that mm -hmm. but what is your motive when you go to uh powerlifting meet um to me and my dad's pretty instilled this to me like since i was little but powerlifting is more of a you versus you sport like mm -hmm. sure yeah they give out medals and stuff but are you better than you were your last meet that's that's what i always go to when i when i go to a meet so um really pretty much is i'm trying to do better than i was at my last meet. Yeah. So it's more like you against yourself. Yeah. I, I, pre I prefer to see it that way. I mean, of course, there's people that are there to beat you and stuff, and you can get into that later, but um, at least for your first couple meets, it should be, am I better than I was last meet? Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely been the case that I've read from people who, you know, have recommendations for what you should do, um, you know, when you're getting ready to go to competition. And not only that, but, you know, I think that that makes it so that it's more fun and it takes some of the pressure off of you because yes. if you're, you're swinging in there trying to be like the best when you first start out, you know, you're not going to be <laughs> you know, unless unless you're like you're some kind of genetic freak or you've been in the hiding with like your I've, strength. I've met multiple of them. It's it's not funny. <laughs> oh, really? Just like people that are just like I they come out the womb and like they're doing like close to what I do. It's like I don't understand how you do uh, like, that. Like could you mention some people? Um, uh, being in being in uh, college right now, um, I've met a couple of them. I mean, um, Josh Peridot, I don't know if you know him. He's a, another USAPL mm -hmm. lifter, mm -hmm. and um, Eric Lewis. I mean, those dudes have like just started training. They're like babies, and as far as training goes, they've been training like three, four years, and they're already numbers are close to mine. And I'm just like, at least as far as like bench mm -hmm. and deadlift go, their mm -hmm. squats getting there, but um, their numbers are already pretty close to mine. I'm just like, I've been training at this for almost 10 years now and like you're already getting this close to me like that's not fair <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean that's got to be uh, it's got to be tough so, so like for you like uh, you know that gets into the debate and something that people talk about a lot is do you think that like work overrides like what's more important work like the amount of work that you put into something or the genetics um no i, f I feel like work overrides everything yeah because i agree even though these dudes are pretty young and their numbers are pretty close i still have the work behind me that i'm still just that much more so i've i've put in the work and i've gotten to where i am today so people can call me a genetic freak all they want i know that 12 years i should 12 years of being consistent and uh 
pretty much injury free that I should be where I am today. Yep. yep. There's there's no doubt that I put in the time and effort that it's not me being a genetic freak anymore. Like yeah, like I was born with decent hips and this and that. But at some point you gotta you gotta use what you're given. Yeah. So twelve years later I'm finally doing what I'm doing now. So I don't consider it me being a genetic freak, although most people would. Um no, I usually consider that if uh, you're doing this good, it's it's a uh, you're putting in a lot of work. And those dudes, um, Josh Paradot and Eric Lewis, I mean, um, they're they're really hard workers too. I mean, they're on my team. I see them every day. They're they're putting in the work day in and day out. And I can see that um, even though they haven't been training as long as I have, they're they know they know what's they know what they're doing and they're they're putting in the time and effort that they need to to be the best. Also, were they training with different things like before? Like, were they doing any kind of fitness, like any kind of exercise before they got into powerlifting? Or? Um, they're they're athletes. Yeah, athletes. yeah. I mean, um, genetic freaks. I mean, um, they're athletes, man. Uh, Josh, um, he he's from Wisconsin. Uh, he played football there, and uh, he's from Toma. Mm-hmm, we, mm-hmm. we always joke about it because, like, um, he went to he went to IPF Worlds equipped, mm-hmm. and he won. And uh, when he came back, he got um, um, what's it called? He like a mini parade. Yeah. And they like they like police escorted him in the back of a truck and everything. So Whoa. every 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 time we saw that, yeah, I mean, it's a real small town. Um, Where at? <laughs> uh, Toma, Wisconsin. That's pretty funny. Dude, he's, yeah, it was, it was a pretty big deal, man. Yeah. Um, uh, so yeah, every time we see him, we're all like, "Oh, look, it's the mayor of Tolman. He gets parades and everything." So we always joke with him about that. <laughs> and then Eric, man, Eric's—he's been a—he's been a sleeper, man. Um, he's only done like two meets, and mm-hmm. this kid is just—he's just a workhorse. I mean, um, he went to—he's from Michigan. He's been mm-hmm. working really hard. Um, he's just—he's just in there every day, putting it all. He's—he's he's one of those dudes that's amped up for everything. Like he's there, he's screaming, he's yelling. Yeah. He's banging his head on the wall. I mean, I get scared for him a little bit. Like I was like, dude, your head must hurt. Like, whoa. Your head must hurt. <laughs> but yeah. like, um, but no, man. He like he's he's really he's really cool and he's uh he's really he's really working hard and um, they definitely put the work behind it that they. Yeah, and and so like I just want to kind of comment on this for a second. I, I think what I like or what I'm hearing is something that we teach here and we also teach on our YouTube podcast is that just because you aren't. Uh, good at something the first time that you start it doesn't mean you won't eventually be good at it and um, you know there's a difference between having a fixed mindset and a growth mindset so essentially like some people think that oh you know athletes must just be that way that like a basketball player a football player must just be that way and in some cases like there there are like slight advantages like you know like a like a basketball player or a runner maybe has a certain kind of body or a powerlifter have a certain kind of body mm-hmm. but ultimately it's like what you do with what you've got that really matters and you know Joseph the reason what I'm hearing the reason that he's gotten to where he is is because he's put in all of this time and this effort I and mean, 12 years of powerlifting like if 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 you're not good after 12 years like I mean not to not to like talk down anybody yeah. but like it, there's a, there's other things that come into play like injuries and stuff like that but I've been pretty injury free I've been lucky for that and all mm-hmm. that stuff but mm-hmm. um 12 years later like if you if you're not somewhere that you want to be you're probably not putting in the work that you should have. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah. You're probably not, or you're not doing the work the right way. 
if that makes yes, sense. So yes, maybe maybe thing. maybe your your programming, right? Uh, and you can you can speak to this. You know, you would know more. <laughs> yeah, twelve. Exactly. He's got twelve years of experience. Testify. <laughs> yeah, you can testify uh, about that. But like maybe the method that you're using to get stronger or to get in better shape or whatever for whatever sport um, isn't the right one for you. And you'd have mm. to kind of like reconsider what you want to do next. Uh, you know, and for like my beginners out there, I want you to know that like. You know, and I always tell people this story. It's a story about Michael Jordan. I don't know if you know. I don't oh, really. Yeah. So so Michael Jordan wasn't accepted onto the team that he tried out for mm-hmm. when he was in, I think it was like high school or elementary. Mm-hmm. And his mom just told him, she was like, Michael Jordan. <laughs> She's like, you're not that good at it. You got to practice harder. And so the dude would get up every morning and practice harder so he could get good at it. And ev- and he actually got turned down when he went and tried out for the NBA. So they were, you know, he tried out for two or three teams that were just like, no, you're not that good. Or like, no, we're not interested. Mm-hmm. Um, and they passed up on a huge opportunity. And so my point here is that, uh, you know, people aren't always just naturally gifted. And sometimes if you're naturally gifted, you take it for granted. So I also knew when I was in high school, school people who are athletic you know I'm 30 now but I knew people who are athletic I was not athletic in high school who took that for granted and they just didn't try anymore you know and so the moment they got out of high school they they just stopped doing all that stuff and they're no longer athletic right Mm -hmm. because they didn't put in the effort so you know just keep that in mind always yeah all right so um you know at what point did you decide have you ever when when you were strength training at a young age right when did you start to get the attention of people like bill kazmaier or um you know all these other great weightlifter or powerlifters because when you look online or even like mark ripito like all these people when you look online there are pictures of joseph hanging out with these people who are very well known in the strength community i mean at what point did people start pointing a finger at you and be like whoa like look at this guy like um I want to say my first experience, like meeting someone pretty big, was 2014, 2015. Yeah. I was uh, 16 at the time, I think. Yeah. I went to um, Raw Nationals in Colorado, and um, Blaine Sumner, he's freaking huge in powerlifting yep, right yep, now. Yep, yep. Um, he's, he, um, we, I just finished squatting. I squatted 727 that meet, and um, I walked back to the warm up room. Uh, to get ready for bench, and he he stops and grabs my dad. He's like, "Is that your kid?" And and um, my dad was like, "Yeah, why?" He was like, "He was like, you need to you need to tell him to talk to me after this meet. That kid is that kid's gonna be something." And I was yeah. like, "Holy shit!" Yeah, <laughs> it was just one of those moments like this dude like this dude that freaking twice my size, dude lifting twice my weight all the time, mm-hmm. just told me that I might be something someday. I was like, "This is this is gonna be pretty damn mm-hmm. good." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that got me pretty excited. Yeah, Blaine Blaine Sumner is a big the vanilla gorilla. Oh is what they call God. him. Yeah, yeah. he huge. yeah he's huge. <laughs> he is strong as hell. I don't know what his numbers are right now because um, I haven't kept up. Right now, officially, his numbers I could I couldn't tell you his. Do you know right what now. his like squat is? I, his his squat. Uh, he he's equipped, obviously. I mean, not obviously. Well, he didn't like, start that way, right? He was no, he started yeah. off raw and I then mean, he moved into equipped. Yeah. Because of his hip, I think the reason he got into equipped lifting. Yeah. He he, ta- he talks about it on his Instagram all yeah, the time yeah. that um he has he has some issues here and that the equipment really helped him like feel stable and feel yeah. good. Um, but his numbers right now, um, forgive me, Blaine, if I get them wrong, um, should be eleven thirteen. And then his bench is like nine. I want to say nine oh seven. It's some. It's it's up there in the nines. Eleven thirteen Sorry. equipped or raw. Uh, both of those are both. equipped. Oh my god! Yeah. I mean, but he, but even then, um, Blaine posted um, a month or two back that um, he squatted a thousand raw in his gym, like just 
getting back into it, I was like, wow. Yeah, and he's another example of, of somebody who works really freaking hard <laughs> oh, yeah. to get good oh, at yeah, stuff. He works I mean, crazy hard. He's, yeah. He's always in the gym. He's oh, yeah. he's he's gonna he's a big dude. He trains alone. He's a very intense person to watch if you follow him on Instagram. I'll post a link to his page even though he's not on here. I'll post it in the YouTube <laughs> section so you can kind of like see who he is because he's he's super impressive. His story is super impressive. Oh yeah. So like he he talked to you and he told you you were impressive essentially, yeah, right? Um, yeah, and, at Raw National was like that was the first time like anyone that big as it was ever like Wow, like you're you're pretty good at this, and I was like, holy shit, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so, like, did that feel good? Like, like getting that kind of attention? I mean, it it felt great. Yeah. I mean, getting the attention of someone like Blaine, like, like it really like was that motivation. Like, wow, like he this big dude thinks I'm good. Like, I should probably keep doing that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. And and uh, you know, like you know, that being said. You know, it leads me to another thing that I was thinking about is because, because I mean, after that, okay. So, so at what point did you meet Mark Ripito? I mean, um, training with Coach Barry and my dad, um, we didn't we didn't really meet him for a while. Okay. I mean, as soon as I started like squatting like 600 plus, like um, we started emailing back and forth, um, him, my dad, and I, and he was like, "Wow, yeah, your kid's getting really good at this. Like, keep in touch with me and all this stuff." And then we finally went to um, one of his. Um, strength meets and I competed there and we talked for a while we went to dinner after and uh, we finally got to get to know each other a little bit and it was um that was one of those great moments like wow like this is the dude that got me to where I am today because of this program that he wrote like yeah this is this is going to be a good day yeah 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 and so this is when you were a little bit younger at this point um yeah I was I was I want to say 16 when I did his strength meet do you still stay in contact with those all those guys over there I mean yeah um Mark? him him and all his trainers um they're like they're super smart I mean yeah. most of his trainers are doctors and lawyers and stuff so um I go I always try to get insight from them like um hey um I'm making this little change to my technique or as far as like um my grip and stuff um is this would this work um is this is this um something that I should be looking into and then the whole reason why I'm on a modified Texas method is because one of um his other starting strength coaches, um, Austin Baraki, he told mm -hmm. me to incorporate maybe a heavy single to get mm -hmm. used to heavier weights. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so he's he's also a big reason why I'm starting. I'm also where I am right now. Yeah, and so that's one of the things that really sets aside uh, starting strength from other programs. And they're not the only one that does this, but they're one of the few that actually have um, people who have PhDs um, and doctors on their staff, or I guess I guess people who help build their programming and mm -hmm. you know take consideration for you know the athletes and the training methodologies that they use. You know, um, if you look at other examples, I'm not going to name any, but they're not always written by people who are PhDs. Um, you know, that doesn't necessarily like mean that. I mean, yeah, they're just not they're just not always written by somebody who's a and patient. And if you go on any of the starting strength forums, it's going to be like a lot of lot of like medical terms and they get they really yeah. get down to yeah. like what's actually going on in the body when you're lifting and stuff. Um, it provides a lot of insight and in how things actually work and yeah. um, it's actually very intellectual when you get on the forums and see all mm -hmm. the things that they're mm -hmm. saying. Yep, it is. And I, I, like I've watched videos and read like books and stuff like that, so it's definitely the case. Um, okay, so you know, you meet Blaine Sumner and then you know, I see, you know, that you've met other people like Ray Williams, Bill mm -hmm. Kazmaier, like all these people, you know, what, at what point did you start to, or do you see yourself thinking of powerlifting as being a career for you um, right now? Or has that crossed your mind? Powerlifting as a career, it's really hard to do, especially yeah. since there's not a lot of mm -hmm. money in it, and so to speak. But um, 
it has come across my mind that like this is some i mean powerlifting you can do forever like yep. football basketball all that stuff like eventually like your knee is going to do something and you're or um you're going to get injured or you're just going to get old uh powerlifting is something you can do forever i mean we have categories from kids being eight years old to people being 60 plus mm -hmm. so you can do it forever and there's no there's no bounds on you getting stronger and um it all just comes down to whether you want to do it or not mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. um as a career, um, it's something that I can that I feel like would be great for me to keep on doing for a long time. Yeah. Okay. So you, so you can definitely see yourself like like competing and stuff because you've been yeah. doing it as long as you have and you you, you enjoy it. Sounds yeah. like it helps kind of keep you challenged. Mm -hmm. um, so like that being said, you know, with having people like Ray Williams, um, Bill Kazmaier, Bill Kazmaier recently had said, and I, I, actually this wasn't recently, but I'd read that he said that you've got one. this, what was that? This is the big one. Yeah, this is the big one. <laughs> yeah. He said that you've got a vision and this guy sounds like he really believes in you. He says yeah. that he follows his path. What a great thing for you to be around to enjoy. Does having that kind of support motivate you or does that, it make that's you a feel? huge motivator having, yeah. having those big top guys yeah. saying like hey like you're gonna be something like yeah it i don't i don't really see it as much as pressure i don't know um you could you could see like pressure like wow like now i have to be good but i see it more as a motivator like these guys believe that i can be good so i i need to i need to be there for them because they believe in me so i should uh work that much harder to get to that point where I can be just like them. Yeah. And it almost sounds like you don't have the time to let these things like pressure you or stress you out or anything like that. Or you have the reason because you've been kind of doing these things since you were young. Mm -hmm. So they almost, it almost sounds like, you know, and your family, the fact that like your family is so involved and we'll get into that in a few seconds that like you, you know, versus like a person who's a little bit older and comes into powerlifting or into competitive mm -hmm. sports might not experience the same kind of pressure. Like somebody might see that and be like, Oh shit, now I've got something to live up to. But yeah. it sounds like you're kind of like, no, I'm just uh, cool. Like, that's, that's badass. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Powerlifting yeah. has always been like one of those yeah. things where like, we're like, yeah, like let's, let's go do that. And then, um, just, just like, just like you said, like I could see it as the pressure and like trying to be as good as everybody wants yeah. me to be, but I see it more as like, they believe in me. That's that's a goal I need to strive for. Yeah. That's it's not pressure. It's it's a motivator. Can you tell us? Did you actually meet Bill? Because I, I what you did because I saw a photo of you. Yeah. With okay. Bill. And, um, and so like what happened what was happened after there? after my first 804 squat and yeah. um, it got at first I it, I didn't get it and he was kind of, he was mad about it. He was like he was like wow that's that's kind of a dumb thing to call him to give him a red for, but um they overturned it and we, I got the squat. He actually came backstage and talked to me for a while and he just um he was just giving me some wise words on on like um what I what I should do and um to keep on training and just to keep on getting stronger like just all the, the just all that really cool stuff that you would expect from a guy like Bill Cashmere. He's very um, methodical. Not, mm -hmm. not not methodical. Like he has a lot of analogies for everything, and mm -hmm. I, I and I really like that because it kind of puts like mm -hmm. kind of puts those images into your head. Like wow, like yeah. So he's kind of like a storyteller kind of yeah. He's, person. he's he's pretty cool, man. Like he's 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 one of those guys. Like he's he's he, he's, he gets like pretty deep. Yeah, I thought I thought it was pretty deep the way he was talking to me. Like um, the analogy that I remember the most is that um, a record is like a dove, and you can hold it and you can hold on to it forever. But if you want to get better, you got to let it go and go high so you can get catch it again. Yeah, and I was like, that's that's actually really deep, and I really like that analogy just because um, it gives you something more to strive for. Like you can go get that dove again. Yeah, it's not just right here for the rest of your life. 
Yeah, I, I love that because like sometimes what happens and, and you know, I think this is what you're you're speaking to is that people get really hung up on that one time that they did that really cool thing or that one time that they got a record. Right. But the thing is, is like, you know, those records can get overturned like this. Yeah. And if you get hung up with, on with all the people in pilots nowadays, yeah. is getting getting records is it's a, it's a lot harder nowadays. So I understand why people would get hung up on it sometimes, but um, not dwelling on it too much and just working harder mm-hmm. just to mm-hmm. make that record as high as possible. Like as of right now, um, thinking upon like my past records, like my sub junior records and uh, my all those records, um, my main goal was that if I want to be the best that like, like I think I am, or not that I think I am, but that I want to be, mm-hmm. um, I need to set those high. I need to set those records higher than I think anybody could touch. So it's not about, oh yeah, this 804 is good. No, this 850 is even better than that. And now um, whatever comes next is going to be even better than that. It's just setting it, every the bar higher and higher. And whoever breaks it, I will pat you on the back. I worked really hard for that and. You probably even worked really even harder, so I I give you a round of applause. Whoever gets that, yeah, yeah, and that's awesome, man. And and like from what I understand, like that in the powerlifting community, there maybe some people are a little bit more competitive, but it also seems like a lot of people are just excited when they see somebody else do something. Mm-hmm. And the impression that I get from like watching interviews or like speaking with you is that you get stoked because now it's like, oh shit, that's something else for me to do. Mm-hmm. I can push it a little bit more. Would you say that's the case? That it kind of motivates yeah, you to like, see other um, people push and break bit new ground? You seeing people break records and seeing people like set new records that they just previously broke. I mean, it's it's the biggest motivator. Like, wow, those people are doing those numbers. Like, man, like let me go try to do those numbers if not more. Like, yeah, just it motivates you to do more and be better than you were the day before. Yep, yep, that's awesome, man. So, do you still do you still talk to him, or was that just kind of like a one time? I mean. Um, I wish I still talked to him. Um, I he's think old. Yeah. I mean, he, excuse me. I'm sorry. Like he's older. He's, he's, <laughs> he's older. in his 60s, folks. Like this is his a one. Uh, Bill Kazmaier, uh, you know, he's like a three-time uh, world's strongest man competitor. He was all over television because, like, I think it was during the 80s or the early 90s. I, I forget. There was a time when there was a lot of like strongman competitions on TV, mm-hmm. and uh, I think it's a worldwide. Oh, God. You know, honestly, I, I don't remember right now off the top of my head, uh, so I don't want to say what it was. But this guy was on TV uh, doing all these impressive things and competing and stuff. Mm-hmm. Do you know much about so, – so our viewers can, can give some um, context about yeah, Bill? Yeah, he was really big into the World's Strongest Man. Um, like you said, he's a multiple world-time yep. champion. Yep. Um, he was the World's Strongest Man for a couple of years at least. Um, he did. He put up huge numbers. He, even, he was even a big-time powerlifter too. I don't yep. know his numbers off the top of my head. No. Just like um, – for the facts but um but yeah he's he was big into all that stuff i mean he, he was telling me about his training regimen too and like it was insane like it was it sounded like a lot of hypertrophy stuff but it was crazy the amount of mm-hmm. the amount of work he did mm-hmm. yeah um he's definitely an impressive guy i've watched a lot of like videos of him and i'm sure y'all youtube him look it up some really cool stuff crazy so you know um so let's talk about like leading up to the oh and and during this time were you playing football the whole time that you were lifting Um, okay all this bleeding up all this all these things are happening after football seasons during football seasons like it's 
it got really hectic. I mean, I was still playing football. I was trying to be the best I could be there as well. I mean, I'm a very competitive guy, so. <laughs> so that's where the competition comes in. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It has to. It has to. Yeah, yeah. I mean, at, at some point, like, if you're competing in powerlifting, you have to be competitive at some point. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> you got to be, you got to be one to beat everybody. But, um, yeah, I've always been a pretty competitive guy. So, um yeah, playing football. I mean, I did a little bit of track. I mean, I wasn't very good at it. Yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, I did all of those and I, while well, powerlifting, strength training year-round. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so do you, do you have to balance out your strength training differently because you compete in football and uh, you powerlift? Because, yes. because from what I understand, like you could run into like a lot of fatigue yes. um, and those things can affect. It's, it's like if you do too much – let me back up a little bit. There's this idea that's prevalent in the fitness community that like go hard, go home, like, you know, put everything out. And, and there's some truth to that, but you can overdo it oh, and yeah. you can. So like, what do you do to kind of like manage that? Um, to manage that? I mean, yeah. during high school, like we're practicing five, six days a week, game days and stuff. But to manage all that, I really just my part of thing was really like. Right after football season ended, it was piloting season all the way until like halfway through the summer, and then I trained for football again. Um, but you really gotta like during that season where you're doing all those extra activities and all that mm -hmm. extra training. Um, I did tend to cut down a little bit on my like the stress I was putting on myself. Um, but I got really lucky at my high school that um, they were really like into what I was doing. They're like, dude, you're you're pretty strong. Like, what are you doing to get that strong? So they were pretty. Um, we incorporated what this kind of training that I do in the off season and um, even a little bit during the summer. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. all our players got stronger together, and um, we incorporated that in the season a little bit too. So we were still um, we weren't maintaining throughout the season like everybody else would. We were getting stronger throughout the season. So when we got to those playoff games that we wanted to be in, um, we weren't winning because we were faster than everybody. I mean. We were a bunch of IBMs. I mean, sorry, um, IBM is itty bitty Mexican. <laughs> yeah, sorry, um, but um, we weren't winning because we were faster. Or, um, we were smarter than anybody. We were we were better because we were stronger than everybody. I mean, we were a very run heavy team. I mean, we picked a hole and said, "Try and stop us." <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, and this is actually like Joseph brings up something because uh, I've been around his dad a lot. Hold on for one second. Oh yeah. What did you do? <laughs> and we're back. Yeah. And we're back <laughs> from our commercial break. Uh, so, uh, so you know, where was I? Okay. So, you were saying that you were stronger than those people, and a lot of that is a testament, I I think, and I could be wrong about this, but to your dad, because your oh. dad, like, his, you know, very strong. Um, a phenomenal athlete but also a person who really preaches this to this day uh he came in here at total body training a few weeks ago and he was just talking so much about how like the way that you get better at a sport is being stronger mm -hmm. specifically with like football um do you want to speak a little bit about like how your dad has influenced your programming because from what i understand go ahead go ahead no no, no, no. i have a lot <laughs> um, of questions there he's he's probably been the main influencer of all yeah. my programming up to this point i mean he's He's been pretty much with, pretty much been there with me every step of the way. I mean, long days, long nights in the gym, uh, summers, freaking weekends, traveling. 
he's been there through it all. I mean, he's he's been my main coach for mm-hmm. twelve plus years, and if you count football, like sixteen plus years. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. just um, we've been on a long journey together uh, in the powerlifting and athletic world. Yeah, and you know, I mean, your entire family's kind of that way. So from I mean, from what I gather, I mean, I know mm-hmm. your mom is pretty athletic. Right, she does. Uh, she's a she trains people, right? Or does she just? No, uh, no right, right now, uh, my mom, she's she's big time into running. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's done a couple half marathons. She's training for a full one this year. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, she's doing a lot of that, and she's also doing her lifting on the side. So my mom does lift. Um, she's done a couple competitions. She's actually thinking about doing one in the summer. So hopefully she sticks to that <laughs> and she gets it done. Would this be her first? No, she, this oh, would okay. be her. I want to say second or third competition but she really does it just to gauge where she's at and yeah. as, as far as long as she's training yeah i mean I, you know would you say that that's kind of influenced you having a family that is athletic has influenced your path a bit um kind of i mean they've they've they put me in sports since day one as soon as yeah. i was ready for um nys they threw me in it they, you know see all those sports over there you're doing all of them um I mean, I didn't play baseball for very long because, you know, I was too hyper to be a catcher or outfielder. Yeah. I, was, I wasn't good enough to be a pitcher yeah. or a baseman. Yeah, I <laughs> so just that, didn't, that, didn't, that, didn't, that didn't take me anywhere yeah. for a while. Um, but soccer, football, uh, basketball, I mean, I was, I was year-round just running around, throwing balls around. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So this has like kind of been built into you. Yeah. Um, it's, it's just a part of your, like, almost like your identity. Mm-hmm. Like, that's really cool, man. So is there, you know, what does your dad do now? I know that, like, you know, just a quick thing I want to, you know, uh, mention. Um, John, John Pena is teaching, uh, he's going to be teaching some classes here, actually, for youth, for strength training, because mm-hmm. I met John at a USAPL a certification I hosted here at Total Body Training. Mm-hmm. And that's how we met, and I was just impressed with how thorough John is when he explains something. Oh, yeah. He's very technical. I mean, um, he's he's probably read the Starting Strength book just as many times as some of the people that are actually certified. Yeah. Um, he's probably pretty much just as qualified to teach it. If not, I mean, he puts it more into layman's terms, which mm-hmm. I think really helps out mm-hmm. the people that we're going to be working with. I'll yep. try to stop by in the summer and help y'all out every yeah. now and then when I can. Yeah. Um, but um, it really it really helps out trying to put it into more layman's terms because, you know, doctors come in and they get, throw out all these fancy languages. And But um, being a teacher um, himself, he knows how to say it to people to where they understand it and they can get it that much better. Yeah, and John... Yes, 100%. John knows how to explain something that could be potentially like really complicated in a in a way that anyone can understand. And if he can tell that you don't understand it, he finds a different way to say it for you. He's a very it's a testament to how good of a coach he is, but also how good of a teacher and how good of a listener he is. Mm-hmm. Um it's very impressive. You know, I mean, it's almost like people either go one way or the other when they coach. They either like are too too simple when they teach and then they don't get the message across so somebody continues to struggle or they're overly complicated or overbearing and then the, the student just misses everything yeah which has been the case for for me i'm not gonna give any shout outs but i've had people try to teach me something uh you know for powerlifting or for mm-hmm. some kind of technique and they overwhelm the person you know and as a trainer um you know i i'm like whoa like you're trying to you know me as a trainer like i feel like this person's overwhelming me versus like hey if you just like kind of like 
chilled out a little bit and taught it to me do more this, easily. It's, yeah, yeah, he's really good as, as far as explaining things to people. Yeah, yeah, and so so he'll be uh, teaching youth uh, classes here for strength training. I'm really excited to have shout that. Out. Yeah, shout out. <laughs> What's his page again? It's Strong. Uh, strong First HD on mm-hmm. Instagram. Yeah, follow him on Instagram. Yeah, there's some cool stuff going on there. And uh, yeah, so so he's influenced you a lot, and it sounds like your mom is your brother. You have a brother, right? Yeah, my brother. He was involved in strength training yeah. for a while. I mean, he's always been. Um, I don't. I don't want to dog on him really, but he's always been more of a bookworm. He's pretty smart. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, um, he's always been. He's always. He's always been the smarter of the bunch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah. He he was. Uh, he was probably for a while. He did a couple meets with us. Uh, so he was definitely into it for a little bit. He's starting to get back into it now, but he kind of stopped for a little bit. You know, got got a cut all sidetracked in college and stuff. That's why I was really lucky to go to a school like Wilson University. Shout out, um, <laughs> where they. Um, where I could still pursue that uh, lifting career that time. I wanted to. So that brings me to the next question. Um, <laughs> what's the, Okay, so tell us about your football right now. What's going on there? Okay, so right now um, I'm still in my freshman year of college, and I redshirted this year, which I thought was probably the best thing for me to do. Um, I came in a little injured. I had, I had some problems. I don't want to get into it right now. Mm-hmm. But um, I did have some problems, so I came in a little injured. Um, I came back, and the season was already started. So mm-hmm. I was like, you know, I don't really have time to fight for a spot like I want to. Um, would it be okay if I just redshirted this year? So they're like, yeah, that's fine. You will put you as an injured redshirt, and um, you'll just work out with us throughout the season. And that worked out really well for me because I still got to train and go to Raw Nationals mm-hmm. this year. Um, which they were really leaning with me, and I really appreciate, I really um, respect them for letting me do that. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, they let me do that, and they let me, they're still working with me as far as what I'm doing. Um, so they've just been really, like, cool with me, and they've really let me pursue my part of the career like I wanted to. So, but um, with spring ball around the corner, or spring ball right now, and uh, some of the things coming in the future, um, I might have to start thinking a little bit more about football. Yeah, so you're going to have to kind of dedicate a little bit more time. And that's nothing that you're not used to, Mm -hmm. right? Because you kind of have balanced those two things out your whole life. Yeah, I try so hard to balance them out. Yeah, so like how do you balance that and being in school? And, (laughs) I mean, is that – tell us about that. What's that experience like? Yeah, it's it's a lot of time management. You really got to focus on like what you you find most important at the time. Like, yeah – you really need to focus on getting your keeping your grades up, and then um, when powerlifting season's around, you need to focus on powerlifting. And when football season's around, you need to focus on working out, getting maybe a little extra conditioning in to make sure you're ready. Mm-hmm. And so, where do you see football factoring into your life? Like, is that something that you could see being a part of like your career, or are you leaning more towards academics, um, the stuff that you're doing academically right now? Um, and if you don't know, I mean, you're dude, you're I'm a freshman. You're, in you're a freshman <laughs> in college. I mean, when I was, you know, just for context, like when I was. A freshman in college uh i didn't know what the hell i was doing so <laughs> so like this guy has way more a direction than, than i do and even when i graduated from college if you had told me because i was not an athletic person i don't have your mm-hmm. background that i was going to be a trainer and that i was going to be interested in fitness i would have been like get the fuck out like, <laughs> yeah you know what i mean so sometimes <laughs> things kind of change but like what's your where are you at right now mentally like what w- do you see football as being something that 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 you have um that you're taking seriously as you get older the nfl anything like that um no i mean i go to a little um, school. It's an NAI school, so mm-hmm. most colleges or most professional teams don't look really look at the NAI level. So I'm not really looking 
uh, this being a thing that I'm continuing after the four years, but um, it's been it's been a great ride so far. Yeah, you're just enjoying the game. Oh yeah, like and that's something you've been doing your whole life. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's that's dope, man. I mean, just doing it for like the pure fun of it. It mm-hmm. sounds like and keeping your edge. Oh yeah. So, uh, what are you going to school for? Right now, uh, right now I'm going to school to be uh, an athletic trainer, just to make sure that I, because I've always been interested in athletics, obviously, and just keeping people healthy and making sure they're doing the best in their sport that they can possibly do. So I thought athletic training would be the best opportunity for me to do that. And so what, like for our viewers at home, what is an athletic trainer? What exactly does that mean? Okay, athletic trainers. Um, Broken down is basically they're pretty much an on-the-spot doctor. So if somebody gets injured, they're there uh, diagnosing what just happened, um, being a concussion, um, ACLs, um, ACL being the, one of the more common ones mm-hmm. in the sports that I'm involved in. Um, uh, really, really breaking down like, okay, what did what happened to you at this moment? And then they're also an injury prevention. So you go to them like, hey, like my shoulders are a little tight, and um, I need to get it loose, looser, so I can do the best to not maybe tear something when I'm throwing the ball or maybe when I'm doing this or that. So they really help you out. And it's more injury prevention and um, instant diagnosis um, on the field or wherever the competition may be. Awesome, man. And so is that a four-year or do you have to go like go to master's or anything like that? It's a master's program, but what's great about my school is that they have a 3-2 program where you do three years undergraduate and two years graduate. And um, since it's a graduate program and they already have it at the school yeah you can just stay there that's awesome man that's badass so i think we are kind of getting close to wrapping this up you know what i hear from you joseph is that you have like a really good work ethic and you know you know and this is the theme that i keep hearing it's like yeah sure you mentioned like people thought like oh i'm like a little bit add or Mm -hmm. like this but it sounds like you've really busted your ass um in everything that you do do you want to speak to your work ethic and where that kind of comes from before we wrap it up um yeah so the work ethic part of it is that i'm the main like when i talked about when i had like add maybe and stuff like that um they didn't put me on any meds i just kind of found a way to kind of hone in all that Mm -hmm. energy Mm -hmm. and stuff and i really found that to be in sports so all the sports they put me in and then powerlifting i really funneled in all that energy that i had i mean i get home and i'm dead tired Mm -hmm. (laughs) like Mm -hmm. i take a shower eat go to bed (laughs) yep yep so um i really like put all that extra energy that i had into all my sports and um my academics and everything that i everything I, pre- I pretty much put enough on my plate to where it to where it kind of just um, just made me the person I am. Yep, that's awesome, man. Uh, do you have? I'm gonna ask you a few rapid fire questions in just a second, but do you have any uh, suggestions for a youth right now, someone who's coming up and wants to powerlift or somebody who wants to play football? Any like tips, real quick? If you don't, that's okay. I know I'm just kind of throwing this mm-hmm. your way. Um, some good tips. Anything. Um, it could be anything. What's something? What's something you wish you could have told uh, younger? Younger. Younger. A younger version of you. Ooh, what, um, focus. <laughs> focus. Um, a lot of a lot of times when I was younger, I had a problem like focusing and um, paying attention, and that probably would have helped me a lot. Uh, being a little bit farther ahead than I was right now. Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, I mean. I already started at a pretty young age lifting and stuff. So um, but being stronger will definitely help you in any sport, you, awesome, any sport you're in. All right, good deal. All right, so I'm just going to ask you some rapid-fire questions, and we're going to go ahead and wrap it up after that, okay? All right, so, uh, Joseph, real quick, 
Are there any shows that you're watching right now on Netflix, Hulu, TV? Uh, what are your favorites right now? You can name a few. Um, I like I like Rick and Morty. Okay. And then um, the cartoon. That's a cartoon yeah, show. Yeah, the cartoon right? okay, one. Yeah. Um, I have been watching a little bit of um, Workaholics too. Uh huh. But um, usually I tend just to be on YouTube a little bit every now and then, you yeah. know, podcasts and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Workaholics is good. I, <laughs> I, I haven't watched. I haven't watched much of Rick and Morty, but I I, I know it's good. I just yeah. haven't seen it yet. And Workaholics is hilarious. <laughs> yeah, those, these guys are funny. Um, all right. Any favorite books? Uh, books. I mean, I haven't I haven't really read a book in a while. But the one What's that's it? always in my head when I when I think about books is um, Jim Candy. I I don't know, I don't know the name of the author right offhand. Um, What's it called, Jim? Jim Candy. Okay, Jim it's, Candy. It's a it's a sport book. Okay. Um, it's about a kid uh, who starts taking steroids in high school because um, he wants to be stronger and better at his sports. Mm -hmm. So he starts taking steroids and really working. Out. Not that his work ethic wasn't good in the beginning, but he wanted to be that much better, and it it leads to a bad direction. I mean. Go read the book. <laughs> okay. All right. Sweet. It's called Jim Candy. I'll find the name of the book, and mm -hmm. I'll put in the author in the YouTube version of this. I like it. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Food. Uh, oh, favorite, here we go. Favorite food. Last day on earth. Uh, what do you eat? Your last meal. Um, chicken Alfredo. Chicken Alfredo. What do you have to drink with it? Do you have something to drink, and do you have dessert? Ooh. Yeah. Let's see. The, I want oh, the man. whole, like, the whole, the whole thing, um, man. I mean, Chicken Alfredo. Okay. As of right now, I'm not a big soda guy, so I'd probably okay. either just stick with probably like water or Gatorade. Okay. Um, All right. Definitely the Chicken Alfredo. Um, appetizers probably mozzarella sticks. Okay, mozzarella sticks. Those are, yeah. Those All are right. always those are always really good. All anywhere right. you go. And then dessert. Um, <laughs> That's a good one. Cheesecake. Oh yeah. Cheesecake, yeah. man. Yeah, cheesecake. I'm a big guy, so you know, you know, <laughs> I can tell you what's good. Yeah. He, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's that's perfect, man. Awesome. Um. All right. Do you want to give any? Where can we find you? Where can our viewers find you? Um. I'm on Instagram right now, mostly. Um. At underscore jalapeno. I thought okay. it'd be pretty funny. It was either that or um pena colada. Jalapeno uh, one. They're, they're both good. Yeah. <laughs> that's cool. And what about? I know you're on. Uh, are you on? any other media um, platforms right now that you actually use or not, are they not that I actually mentioned? use I mean yeah. um, my dad posts some of my videos on YouTube every now yeah, and then yeah. but other than that we're, we're I'm pretty much stay on Instagram okay and I'm John Carlos with total body training you can follow me at total body training uh, you know, we're a workout studio here in San Antonio, Texas. Do you have anybody that you want to give a shout out to that's important? Any of your sponsors? Any anything right now um, before I let let everybody go? Since we're on a podcast, um, I do have two sponsors right now. Yep. Um, um, at Beast Genetic or Beast Genetics, uh, they're a company based in um, Australia. So it takes a little bit long for their stuff to get here, but they're a great company. They've been supporting me a lot. Yep. Um, I'm not wearing the shirt today, but they, they may even made me a custom shirt for meats and stuff. It was cool. really great. It's Beast um, Genetics? Yes, Beast okay. Genetics Apparel. I mean, okay. Not apparel, but like, you know. <laughs> yeah. And then um, PR Breaker. No, I've been taking their pre-workout a lot lately, yeah. and it's been getting me through all my days. <laughs> okay, awesome. Yeah, all right. So, we, so it's, uh, yep. Awesome, man. And for PR breaking, you, you can you can use code Pena10 for 10% off. Just saying. There you go. <laughs> All right. Sweet. All right. So you got your own code, too. That's yeah. badass, man. That's really cool. All right, man. It's been a good conversation. I hope to have you back yes. on the podcast soon. All right? Mm -hmm. All right, people. I'll see you next time. Peace. Yeah, sweet. Yeah, thank you so much. No problem. I think we might have gone over Just time, a little bit. Yeah. I'm sorry if, I'm, if I kind of like... Uh, Screwed you up time-wise. Are you sure we're good? Yeah, we're fine. It's 12.50. Yeah, yeah, we're good. You're good? Yeah. All right, sweet.
Yeah, man. I think that's gonna come out 